to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with your host, Peter Tung. This program will provide the groundwork you need to advance your awareness and be involved in the approaching transformation in consciousness. Now, your host, Peter Tung. Hello and welcome to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation. I'm your host, Peter Tung. Thank you for joining us today. The intention in these episodes is to give you insights into how the planet is shifting in frequency and vibration to a new level of awareness and how you can be part of this grand awakening. I'd like to begin just by uh, thanking all of you who joined in our free teleclass last Wednesday evening. We had a tremendous response, lots of people involved from all over the world, and it was a, a very powerful evening. And it's not too late to get involved in uh, our new project of My Heart Centered Journey, joining together all of those people on a heart-centered, higher consciousness path. The free teleclass is still available to all of you. And next Wednesday, June the 9th, we will be starting a seven-week tele-seminar series, which will provide for you the opportunity to really awaken to your highest and true purpose. So if you are interested, please um, join us by going to www.myheartcenteredjourney.com where you can still access the free teleclass and one or two other uh, opportunities being offered. We have a new Ambassadors of Light program as well as the seven-week teleseminar series starting a week today on uh, June the 9th, 5.30 p.m. West Coast time. All too often when people talk about higher consciousness and spirituality and a higher path, it can be a, a, a nebulous or, or esoteric uh, view that, that doesn't really anchor itself into the earth plane. And so I'm delighted to welcome to the show today Richard Flyer, who is weaving conscious community and linking together the higher consciousness, spiritual elements of the world today into a down-to-earth practical way of bringing this connection between spirit and action together. So, Richard, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Peter. We appreciate that. So, Richard, you, you were on a, a few months ago when we first talked about uh, Conscious Community, and there have been some exciting developments since then. But before we move into the, the new elements that are moving forward, let's just uh, go back and give us a bit of an overview of, of how this idea of Conscious Community began for you. You know, conscious community really is a um, more of a state of awareness, and um, it's something that resides really within our hearts. So it's it's not really an organization so much as it is a state of consciousness. And the conscious community uh, movement that developed in Reno is just one manifestation. There are literally millions of small groups that have been emerging in the last 10 to 20 years in response to what could be considered a global crisis today. In, in Reno, the manifestation here of what we call conscious community uh, developed over the last seven years. It started in 2003, and it kind of started more externally, focusing on projects related to sustainability, for example, bringing together and connecting or weaving um, aspects of our local economy uh, to support the local business owner to keep keep money local, 
um, local farmers and ranchers and people that are um, really promote organic and healthy food, uh, health and wellness. So these kinds of external communities and, and activities in our local uh, community developed. And then subsequently, maybe in the last four years, I would say, we've really focused primarily on raising spiritual awareness by developing small groups that in turn act as a catalyst to connect the external projects. So we kind of reverse things. We started more externally, and now we've kind of grounded it in, in, in developing what you could call an extended spiritual network of people who come from different spiritual perspectives but share common spiritual principles and virtues applied in real community life. Well, we'll talk about those those virtues and, and principles in a moment, but one of the neat things that I like about your way of doing things is rather than pulling people into a conscious community on a physical building site where there, you know, where there is an actual center so people become part of that community, which has a tendency, um, in my experience, to actually isolate that conscious community, which seems a, a strange thing, and then that can itself become uh, separate from the general community. Whereas in your case, what you're actually doing is building community within the community so that people go out into their regular world, but from a more conscious perspective. Just talk a bit about that that concept and that idea, because it's, it's pretty unusual and unique. You know, it's interesting yeah, how you're, how you're uh, framing it. it. It's true. It's like that. It's, it's like an intentional community without walls. Um, it involves the different aspects of our being. And when we talk about weaving, it operates in different aspects of how we actually live our daily lives. So weaving self has to do with bringing together all the elements of our personality in service of a bigger picture and being of service to others. And then physically, you know, where we're living, um, on our street, uh, also in our occupations, in our business, how we interact and bring a higher spiritual perspective, higher consciousness into the nature of, of our workplace, and then also how we connect like-hearted and like-minded organizations that are already existing in every community, and the weaver then tries to connect and just be a, like a bridge builder, bringing together aspects of spiritual communities, um, communities focused on health and wellness, environment, those focused on, on peace, on volunteering in the community, helping the homeless, on local food, local energy, basically revitalizing and building resilient communities in what seems to be a, 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 um, a decline of this global economy that really doesn't have a spiritual foundation. So in you know, the last few years, that's become apparent that we really need to build up capacity for strong, resilient communities physically, but at the base of that are spiritual principles. So we get grounded and focused on that and embed ourselves. So each of us are embedded in multiple organizations, family, workplace, community groups, trying to do good and, and make a difference, social change organizations. So we bring this higher awareness embedded as we are already in organizations to transform those organizations, transform the connections by increasing linkages between 
organizations, thus building what you could consider a larger container for consciousness to flow in, creating what we've seen are multiple and subsequent quantum shifts in consciousness, so community consciousness raises. So this, that, that's a really, you actually explain, express that really, really well, and I can see all these sort of pillars within the community really based upon these strong virtues and principles. So just talk a little bit about those, those principles that you've, you've uh, not, not you personally, but your group has, has solidified as the central core principles of the uh, of conscious community. You know, and the, the idea of conscious community really and these principles are as old as humanity and as old as the universe. <laughs> they, they're embedded in the nature of reality, and these principles include all life is interconnected, that all life is one. So that's the primary principle. From that flows a series of principles that spiritual teachers throughout the you know, last thousands and thousands of years have shared. Those principles include the golden rule, and that has to do in our understanding of of um, reaching out to others, being of service to others, not so that we can you know, get something or not even to try to reach out to someone because we imagine that they're going to help us, but we help others because we see others as actually aspects of a larger whole. So when, you, when people say, well, love your neighbor or love others, you don't do it because you're going to get something. You do it because your neighbor actually is yourself. So that's a fundamental principle, and it's so important to remember that in the minutia of life. You know, as an example, you know, this weekend I was I was moving moving homes, and I was doing a pre-move with my son, who's a 15-year-old boy, and he's a teenager, and he had his friends there. And I opened the lift gate of the car, and the computer box fell on my foot. I didn't have shoes on. I was in pain, and my son came out around. His friends were saying, hey, are you okay? My son went back, and he looked in the back of the uh, gate at the, at the uh, monitor of his computer, and he asked, is his computer monitor okay? He didn't ask whether I was okay. So at that moment, I got really, I was upset about it. But then over a period of minutes, I was able to realize, oh, my gosh, you know, this is the teenage species. So I was able to, in that moment, remember some higher spiritual principles and and really see the positive intention within him and not um, a momentary action, and as a result, transform the situation from anger to, to uh, harmony and, and peace and understanding. So those are just, you know, that's a practical example. Specifically, some of the virtues that we've identified that stem from this main principle that all life is one and interconnected, we've identified five major spiritual principles or virtues, love, or that's a higher aspect of love, integrity, uh, courage, service, and respect, and there's about 35 sub-virtues. These virtues include things like forgiveness and patience and hope, uh, self-restraint, like I mentioned, respect, and honesty, truthfulness. Basically, these are, it's not rocket science, and this is something that generally most spiritual as well as civic and other organizations agree upon. It's just where the rubber meets the road, whether we're practicing these in real life. So what we do is we bring these spiritual principles or virtues to our attention. 
Yeah. Richard, we're actually uh, having to come to our first break here, so we'll break now and we'll return with Richard Flyer after the break. This is Peter Tung for Awakening for Conscious Co-Creation. Be Extraordinary. Seventh Wave Network. walk our true spiritual path at a time when the western world is fixated on material gain more people are now recognizing the emptiness which comes with this limited approach to life there is another way four years ago peter tongue left his position as a high school principal with 30 years experience in the education system and turned to his true calling of a metaphysical life he now uses his experience and wisdom to provide solutions to personal and organizational challenges peter offers corporate workshops and seminars public meditations radio interviews healing sessions and community visits to bring awareness of the new paradigm the awakening to conscious co-creation visit petertongue.com today to register for events and to purchase his transformative visualization meditation cds you can also download the meditation cds as mp3s if you wish for listening on your computer or on the go these are available now at petertongue.com Being here with Ariel and Shia Kane is an ordinary person's guide to modern-day enlightenment. This show is an exciting exploration which opens the door to living in the moment. Don't miss being here. Tune in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 noon Eastern with Ariel and Shia Kane right here on the 7th Wave Network. What's it like? What's it like? It's lonely. It's really lonely. I miss my brother. I miss my brother. I'm surrounded by other people, but it's not the same. I've got other people around me, but it's not the same. It's pretty scary, but I don't let it rattle me. It's pretty me. scary around here, but I don't let it rattle me. You always have to watch your back. There's no one to watch my back. I spend my whole day worried who's out to get me. I'm always me. wondering who's out to get me. But I can take care of myself. But I can take care of myself. No matter what, I'll keep my head up. No matter what, I'll keep my head up. It's not like I have a choice. It's not like I have a choice. This will all be over in five years, three months, and 17 days. This will all be over in five years, three months, and 17 days. Go to jail for a gun crime and your family serves a sentence with you. Something to think about before committing a gun crime. Gun crimes hit home. This message brought to you by Project Safe Neighborhoods and the Ad Council. The new home for visionary positive change. Seventh Wave Network. Listening to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with Peter Tong. If you have a question for Peter or comment on this series, please send an email to descendingdove at gmail.com. That's descendingdove at gmail.com. Now back to our program. Welcome back to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with your host, Peter Tong. As many of my regular listeners will know we have a, an abundance of very, very intelligent experts in their own fields of awakening to conscious co-creation. 
And one of the beautiful things for me as the host is that I get to experience all of this expertise and can piece it together uh, as part of my own awareness and understanding of what is happening in this grand shift that we are approaching. And we began talking about that in the free teleclass last week, and, and I believe that the seven-week series, it's not a coincidence, it's seven weeks, because it is a journey through the seven-chakra system uh, to go really from the base of, of resolving all fears and issues around survival and clearing all of those energies out, shifting into the heart, and then raising our vibrations and frequencies to become really conscious beings. So I really hope that you will look into this and join me on that uh, tele-seminar series beginning next week on June the 9th. Please go to www.myheartcenterjourney.com for all of the necessary information and to listen to the free teleclass. Before the break, Richard Flyer, Weaving Conscious Community, was talking about the, the pillars, the virtues, the principles on which conscious community is based. And Richard, as you were saying, that the key thing is when the rubber hits the road that you can reflect upon these core virtues and principles to uh, work with them when challenging things come up in our lives. Could you perhaps give us uh, an example uh, within your own experience of, of this situation? You know, they, they actually tend to happen uh, probably every day we get opportunities. <laughs> you know, we do indeed. Yes. Yeah. So uh, if you think you're at the pinnacle and life is really smooth and everything seems harmonious and there's no change, then it could be that uh, you might be dead. <laughs> I don't know, but uh, I'd like to give one example. Um, my I I've been doing hyperbaric oxygen therapy, which is a, um, a I'm a business owner for the last ten years, and we had an opportunity to partner with a local hospital and been working on this for the last year and probably in the last couple of weeks we've been we're going to move our facility to a hospital campus and this is a huge organization with 5,000 employees almost in multiple departments it's a local nonprofit hospital I like that element of it but it's a really it's a challenge because I'm dealing with a lot of politics as you expect in large organizations so I found myself um, in a meeting that I can recall, and in this meeting, a representative, one of the departments that we are hoping to collaborate with, was expressing a lot of concern, especially because we're coming in, and their concern was how that change would affect their department, and it's really understandable. Well, what I noticed is, instead of it being a collegial two-way kind of thing, how can we help each other, I was dealing with a person who was obviously coming from fear and insecurity about the state of their own responsibilities in their department of this hospital. So I became aware that I was starting to maybe get a little defensive um, because I didn't feel any support from, from them. But I, I realized in the moment, and it has to be in the moment to become aware of it, I realized that, oh, here's an opportunity to help someone else deal with their own insecurity. So. I shifted my perception. I started to get into a heart-centered space, and I was just listening. I made myself available, and I truly was paying attention to what they were saying and asking them questions and trying to, to help them so that they um, really could overcome any kind of insecurity that they could have. And through the process of this, like, 30-minute meeting, I think things are really transformed, and it takes a commitment and a persistence, if you will. 
it's what we call conscious loving, and it's not about, you know, just feelings, like I'm feeling good today or not feeling good tomorrow. Conscious love is an act of will. It's an act of extension to others, the, the same uh, kinds of things that you would like to receive from others. And in this case, I was just being supportive. And that's a persistent kind of, of um, energy. And that type of ongoing uh, care for others um, leads to cooperation and then collaboration and I hope, I hope, uh, effective and, you know, very successful uh, experience for everybody from every level, the patients that I'm treating uh, financially in terms of abundance and shared abundance within this system. And that's a kind of a microcosm. It's a little tiny example of how to bring higher consciousness into what could be a contentious kind of big organization, and it starts as a seed, a seed of consciousness that then can transform itself. And if you're consistent with it, with your act of love and being of service, then you could turn around situations. And I'm really hopeful about, about this, and I keep a positive attitude. Um, so it's really uh, the cosmic joke that we have to get over our in own insecurity to help people with their insecurities so your your defensiveness you have to let go of that and, and be confident in yourself so you could help someone else through their insecurity yeah it's kind of interesting it's like i was started thinking well gosh this person's not asking me how they can help me and deal with my needs so i said okay well i got to focus on helping satisfy their needs first realizing that by doing that by doing that i can help to to not only elevate my own awareness and consciousness, but help them to come from a place where they're then capable of collaborating. I have to help them to overcome the insecurity. Once, once that happens, then they truly become a partner. Then we truly collaborate. Then we can truly uh, really understand what our needs are in a given situation and begin to, to help each other to uh, serve those needs. And it's fairly typical that you, you actually sense the shift in energy when it shifts from that um, separate uh, conflict into a collaborative, supportive situation, which is always neat. Well, you know, this is, it's kind of it's interesting, focusing on these spiritual principles of the virtues, it's kind of like a handle. And I know later we're going to talk a little bit about the Weaver process, but it, part of conscious community and, and what we've developed is a... A kind of an extended spiritual network of, call, we could call them practitioners, people who aren't trained in any specific way, but we are practicing these principles, and by doing that and by sharing with others these stories where we're successful and, and also sharing the challenges that we have in applying spiritual principles in daily life, but also in changing our society, changing the world, in doing that, it activates that part of our consciousness that makes it more consistent that we can consistently apply the principles in an ongoing uh, way, and that builds our character. It strengthens us as, as human beings so that we can continue to transform the environments that we find ourselves in, wherever they may be. So, Richard, we should actually start talking now about the, the latest developments in your work with Conscious Community. So tell us uh, what's happening now. Well, you know, after seven years of experience, um, what we've discovered is that the ideas that we've, you know, kind of come up, come upon and, and been 
engaging our community and are, are not ours, first of all. They're not new ideas at all, certainly. What we've done, actually, is just figured out a way to bring people together in the context of, of kind of actively um, applying spiritual principles in, in building community. And one of the things that has developed is the Weaver Group process. And one of the recent developments since we spoke last in, in November is we did a, our first training. And it was very, very uh, exciting. We had people from other cities other than Reno that came. And in a, in a weekend training, um, I was not sure whether this Weaver process, which we can talk about a little bit later, the Weaver process, whether it could be replicated, whether people who didn't know one another could come together um, and actually create the same kind of resonance field that we, we call it when people gather in this way. So the Weaver process is like a, a monthly gathering where people actually, there's a meeting format to it. And at this training in February, I was really you know, pleasantly surprised, and maybe I shouldn't be surprised, but it, it shows that what we're tapping into is a non-random phenomenon. It's a universal energy field that we're part of. And when people come together in a particular group meeting context, it, it um, taps into that. So people actually begun to experience conscious community in the gathering itself. So it's a uh, hands-on way, if you will, or a hearts-on way of experiencing this. And so that, that's kind of new, and so it's starting to spread to other cities now. We've built a website that's really a social media platform that we've kind of renamed Start Where You Live, uh, Weaving Conscious Community, to make it easy for people to um, find the tools that they need to build conscious community as they see it within their own particular geographic region. So our, our kind of big uh, vision now is to develop what really Mahatma Gandhi called it a commonwealth of village republics. So imagine conscious communities developing throughout the world in, in various regions and then are interlinked and connected organically, all developing through self-organization from the bottom up. So that's kind of, I mean, that's kind of where we're at now. We just launched this new website a few weeks back, and um, it's you know, getting good feedback from folks. Who are so, Richard, we're just coming up to our second break. So we'll take the break, and we'll continue talking about the new social media platform, Start Where You Live, and the Weaver Group process after this break. It's Peter Tung for Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation. to the threshold of a dream and beyond. Seventh Wave Network. Dad, can I ask you something? Sure, what's up? Um, there's this girl I kind of like. Well, if there's one thing I know, it's women. Really? Well, they didn't call me velvet for nothing. I don't get it. Smooth. I was smooth. Oh. Anyway, it's easy. You just got to impress her. Show her how strong you are. Okay, but how? Just, I don't know, pick up a lot of heavy things around her. Like what? I don't know, desks, chairs, people. Grunt, if you have to. Grunt? Yeah, be like, Ugh! try it. Ugh! Ugh! <laughs> See, there you go. And you should dress up. Start wearing a shirt and tie. 
I look like a dork. No, you look successful. Okay. And finally, you can start using my cologne. <clears throat> the ladies love it, so don't be shy. Splash it on. Thanks, Dad. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. When you adopt a child from foster care, just being there makes all the difference. To find out how you can adopt, please visit our website at adoptuskids.org or call 1-888-200-4005. A public service announcement brought to you by Adopt US Kids, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, and the Ad Council. How do we walk our true spiritual path at a time when the Western world is fixated on material gain? More people are now recognizing the emptiness, which comes with this limited approach to life. There is another way. Four years ago, Peter Tong left his position as a high school principal with 30 years experience in the education system and turned to his true calling of a metaphysical life. He now uses his experience and wisdom to provide solutions to personal and organizational challenges. Peter offers corporate workshops and seminars, public meditations, radio interviews, healing sessions, and community visits to bring awareness of the new paradigm. The Awakening to conscious co-creation. Visit petertongue.com today to register for events and to purchase his transformative visualization meditation CDs. You can also download the meditation CDs as MP3s if you wish for listening on your computer or on the go. These are available now at petertongue.com. Listening on a higher dimension. 7th Wave Network. Listening to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with Peter Tong. If you have a question for Peter or comment on this series, please send an email to descendingdove at gmail.com. That's descendingdove at gmail.com. Now back to our program. Hello and welcome back to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with your host, Peter Tong. And I have with me today Richard Flyer who is talking about weaving a conscious community. So Richard, perhaps you could continue by talking about the actual weaver group process. Thanks, Peter. Um, you know, the, the weaver process, you could consider it a, both a group process, but also the primary strategy, if you will, for building conscious community. So remember, the conscious community, is, as we're discussing it, is more of a high ideal you know, Mahatma Gandhi had a term that was similar. He called it Sarvodia. There's a modern movement in Sri Lanka also called the Sarvodia movement. And also, if many of your listeners are familiar with the teachings of Jesus, who talked about the reign of heaven. So these are all ideas. Martin Luther King actually also called it the beloved community. The conscious community is just kind of a modern restatement of something that's really as old as the hills. The Weaver process is something that we've kind of discovered over a period of many, many years. We were trying to, probably four years ago, figure out a way to have people gather who come from radically different perspectives, both political and spiritual, different economic and, and social backgrounds, ethnic, you know, racial backgrounds, and how is it possible to bring people together so that you focus on higher spiritual awareness and actually connecting a community in a practical way. How do you do that without it kind of like um, 
becoming a conversation that sometimes can fall into people you know, arguing about their different spiritual and political beliefs. And what we've discovered we call the Weaver process, and it was quite by serendipity and by a community co-creative emergent process where we were just interested and we had this high intention of creating a process that was effective, and we learned over a period of years. So the Weaver process has that kind of self-organizing background. We didn't you know, read about it in a book and, or just transplant it. It, it developed uh, on its own here from the people. And really what it is, it's a two-hour meeting process. It happens once a month and sometimes twice a month, and it happens in a, like a living room. A group of people gather, and usually you know, in an, in an evening time is probably shown to be effective. And people uh, gather for two hours, typically. There are three main sections to the meeting. The first we call the chrysalis section, or the kind of like I call it spiritual maturation, where people come from their different spiritual perspectives. They share concretely how they're applying these common universal principles in daily life. So whether it could be a story about applying a principle, like forgiveness in a family, it could be a story about how someone overcame impatience in a workplace. It could be about how someone overcame the challenges of maybe judging some other group if you're doing social action work, trying to develop a sustainable community, and you are dealing with egos and other organizations, and it involves applying principles to bring people together. So these stories are shared. It's a very concrete thing. It's shared with an I language, like, I did this, this is how I felt, this is what I did, this is the spiritual principle I was working on, this is how I handled it. A really powerful process, because then we were able to share accomplishments of how we deal with the daily challenges of working on ourselves and, and growing spiritually, personally, but also how we're becoming more effective at, at changing society, I should say transforming society. It's exciting for people because you're able to listen to others talking about areas of their life that they're working on. It's very personal. It's not for everybody because it involves a level of intimacy and it requires trust, so it takes some time to develop. The process is extremely simple, but the, you know, the actual process does require opening. So through time, people gain trust with one another and able to share in this way as people deepen into their heart, sharing personal stories that are really inspiring, it creates a, uh, an, or taps into an existing resonance field, and people deepen and further into their hearts, and it's experienced palpably. Conscious community then becomes an experience. It's a non-random uh, effect. That is, the energetic field that's, that's generated or experienced in this type of process is non-random because in our, in our understanding, this is tied to a universal cosmic field that is non-random, that is part of all that is connected. So that's the first part of the meeting, sharing these kinds of stories. The second part is simply sharing intentions to work on particular principles between the present meeting and the, and the, and the following meeting. Somebody might say, you know, I want to work on overcoming judgment of a particular kind, and it's very specific. It's I want to overcome judgment of a particular person or a particular organization or a particular experience, and the person then works on that 
and hopefully if 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 they're able to at the next meeting they'd share that as an accomplishment how they've actually achieved that and there's no judgment of ourselves in not fulfilling an intention but the intention part of the meeting is the second part very powerful as well because you're creating a group space where that intention is is put out publicly and as a result that intention has energy behind it and there's accountability as well because the group is supporting that intention the group supports each other in in um, developing and applying these spiritual principles consistently the third part of the meeting is more uh, i'd say community building we call it the nexus which is like intersection it's the intersection between all the organizations and networks that the participants are a part of so people go around the circle and share for a couple minutes what they're doing projects that they're currently working on to make the world a better place and they're all over the the map it could be local food could be service projects dealing with homelessness could be people working on peace justice issues could be environment health and wellness centers spirituality people share these projects or they share ideas for projects and then they they state what their needs are i need help i need a partner for my project i need technical support financial support i need um, you know i need prayers i need meditation for the effort and then once that's done there's really not a conversation about it the meeting closes with a circle and then afterwards 15 minutes is allowed for people to share and connect with one another the beautiful part of this is that it's self-organizing the group itself doesn't organize projects but the the weaver process at the end of the meeting allows people to connect with each other and then they take it out of the meeting into the community so all these connections are built and as a result over a period of many years this process has catalyzed multiple projects concrete projects in the community wow that's that's that you've explained that really clearly and and then get a picture of how that 2 hour flows now could you actually share perhaps a a heart centered story that that um touched the hearts of people there you know one uh, and they're actually and we'll get into this on the the new um website where people share some of these stories you know one of the stories um one of the participants was in an apartment and uh an apartment complex and they were living next to a lady who was a born again christian and had a tendency a desire to in, in from her point of view you know save others by you know being more let's just say preachy <laughs> about her beliefs and trying to to get this participant to change and he happened to be a uh former a catholic what he called him he called himself a born again pagan which is really interesting because you the story was and how he phrased it was a born again pagan meets born again christian and it was interesting and it was a matter of how he overcame judgment of her even though part of their relationship was that she was trying to change him you know it was like he wasn't okay because he wasn't from her perspective saved and it was over a period of time how he was able to be of service in a particular experience when she had injured herself and this person the participant uh, is a physical therapist a massage therapist so he was able to directly help her uh, by doing massage and and really taking away her physical pain and as a result created a bond that overcame some of the maybe mutual judgments that they had as neighbors and it really led to a friendship um and it, it, it's interesting because 
he may have started looking at this person trying to change him, and you know how that might make us feel, people. But he, he went beyond that to work on his own judgment of her. In other words, we could focus on others' judgments of us, like, oh, you're not good enough, you need to be saved, you need this kind of religion, or you need this political belief, or you need to do this, you do that. And we, we might tend to judge the others. But he shared a story about he, how he overcame the judgment that he had of her, and in doing so, transformed the situation. So that was an example of a story shared in the and, Weaver and process. And it's always about, it's always about finding the common ground and, and having the opportunity to actually see what a good person this person is, essentially, when you get down to it. And it's the fact that we hold a different point of view doesn't really matter when you get to the heart of the people and what good people we all are. You know, that's so true. That's a good example. You know, it's true, and I think that brings up a kind of a, maybe a central theme of, of a, quote, weaver, you know, uh, a person who is engaging in this process in their community. Uh, a weaver works to overcome all separation that exists, first in themselves and then in the community. Wow, that's pretty profound. <laughs> it sounds like a big responsibility. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, it, it's... Um, it just becomes, uh, I guess, a way of life or a way of uh, perception. And there are daily opportunities. So every moment, every day, there's opportunities to, to overcome the sense of separation that we ourselves have created by being embedded in this kind of, you know, the world that we're in where we're encouraged to be separate, where politicians encourage us to fight amongst ourselves and we align ourselves sometimes with different political beliefs. So we might be a liberal or a conservative, and then we identify with those, and then we believe that to be true, and we fight each other. Or we might be a Christian, a Jewish person, a Buddhist, a Hindu. We might be involved in new spirituality, we might do yoga, you know. And so, anyway. so Richard, we're actually coming up to our, our final break here, so I'll have to cut you off. And yeah, in the last section, we'll talk about the actual website. So this is Peter Tung for Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation. to the threshold of a dream and beyond. Seventh Wave Network. How do we walk our true spiritual path at a time when the Western world is fixated on material gain? More people are now recognizing the emptiness, which comes with this limited approach to life. There is another way. Four years ago, Peter Tung left his position as a high school principal with 30 years experience in the education system and turned to his true calling of a metaphysical life. He now uses his experience and wisdom to provide solutions to personal and organizational challenges. Peter offers corporate workshops and seminars, public meditations, radio interviews, healing sessions, and community visits to bring awareness of the new paradigm. The Awakening to conscious co-creation. Visit petertongue.com today to register for events and to purchase his transformative visualization meditation CDs. You can also download the meditation CDs as MP3s if you wish for listening on your computer or on the go. These are available now at petertongue.com. When you have a stroke, you may not even notice it right away. 
But then, time passes, and the symptoms get worse. One minute you feel fine, and the next, your speech could be slurred or not make sense. One side of your body might become numb. You might see double. You drop the TV remote because you can't hold up your arm. That's because after a stroke, every minute you don't get help is another minute that your brain is being starved of oxygen. The warning signs of a stroke include sudden numbness or weakness of the face, arm, or leg, sudden trouble seeing, speaking, or understanding. If you experience any of these warning signs, call 911 immediately because time lost is brain lost. Visit strokeassociation.org or call 1-888-4-STROKE today. A public service announcement from the American Stroke Association and the Ad Council. Be extraordinary. Seventh Wave Network. Listening to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with Peter Tong. If you have a question for Peter or comment on this series, please send an email to descendingdove at gmail.com. That's descendingdove at gmail.com. Now back to our program. Hello and welcome to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation for our last section with Richard Flyer. Before we return to Richard, just a reminder to check out my tele-seminar series upcoming next week on June the 9th. Please go to www.myheartcenteredjourney.com uh, to check out the free tele-class that took place last week and one or two other extra bits and pieces for you to reflect upon, as well as the full tele-seminar series coming up next week, myheartcenteredjourney.com. So back to Richard. Richard, uh, perhaps you could now tell us a little bit about the uh, actual social media platform, Start Where You Live. Thank you very much. Well, first of all, just the um, the website address is www.startwhereyoulive, all one word, uh, .com. And we chose that that title, Start Where You Live, and then Weaving Conscious Community to kind of really bring home that this is kind of action-oriented, that this is this online social media platform isn't designed to be a, a kind of a passive space where people have dialogues in the virtual online world. It's primarily, its purpose is to use the online medium as a way to aggregate groups of people in communi- specific communities around the world so they can find each other and then form face-to-face core groups. We hope to develop a similar weaver process or other kinds of, of uh, uh, conscious community groups um, in in their town. So we've arranged this website, and it's filled with tools. So it's very practical, and there are different levels to it. So the first would be weaving self, and that gets into the spiritual principles and virtues that we discussed before, with some reminders about how to apply those. And there's not, it's not rocket science. This stuff. There's no. It's, there's no new ideas here. This is not like a new teaching of some kind. This is really looking at the common universal principles that most people can agree upon are important. It's just the application is where we may be lacking 
uh, to consistently apply these principles. So that's the first, weaving self, bringing all the parts of our personality together in service of a bigger picture of building community. The next level, and there are tools for this as well, weaving your street, make it extremely practical. It turns out that at the end of this month, is a, an event, the fifth annual, what we call Get to Know Your Neighbor Week, and there are practical tools about how to simply organize and, and get you know, neighbors together around the common issues that uh, are important to neighbors, and there are simple suggestions on how to expand and be a beacon, a light of higher spiritual awareness right on, on your street, and that involves just you know, it could be smiling to a neighbor, could be meeting a neighbor who you don't know, to doing a potluck at your home and inviting neighbors. So that's like weaving your street. And there are concrete um, tools there. There's some flyers that someone could use if they wanted to, you know, do a block party or a potluck, that kind of thing. So that's weaving street. Then there's weaving your community, and that would be the weaver process itself, where there's tools here on how to organize what first would be a what we call a conscious community core group, where you start meeting others either through your existing affiliations, your existing networks in your community, and or people that are, are starting to sign up in your city, in a person's uh, city, that you could uh, do a, use the uh, search function on the, on the website to see who's signed up, and then you could make friends with them online first, and then hopefully... We're looking for community organizers, people in each city who would step forward and say, you know, this sounds like a great idea. It's simple, practical. I want to move forward. They would then, you know, be the kind of connect, starting the connections happening to lead to a conscious community core group. So that's the, those are the tools that are available. And uh, what you're wanting to do, obviously, is, is have this uh, media platform spread uh, across, the, across the planet. You know, ideally, and what's amazing about the the nature of the structure of the Internet is that it's a network-centric uh, organizational structure. So it's not a kind of like a top-down, uh, more corporate or political structure that we're used to, the di- kind of dysfunctional, hierarchical, top-down structure. This is a network-centric structure. So conscious community in this movement that's developing globally even before we started doing this. This is not something that we invented. All we're doing is, is uh, identifying people who are already, you know, connectors or who would like to be weavers or connectors, you know, coming together and then building their own nucleus of the conscious community um, in each region. The website is, is pretty remarkable, and, and the Internet is a really amazing vehicle for this because not only can... People sign up, they can get a profile, like Facebook and others, but you can get a profile, and then what we're, we have um, a flyer on the uh, website you can download that basically says start where you live, weaving conscious community with the website address, and what we hope community organizers would do throughout the world is, is download this flyer, it's all free, there's no charge for this, download the flyer and then distribute it in your, their people's communities in restaurants, coffee shops, spiritual centers, wellness centers, and the like, to get the word out so that people then would sign up from a person's community, and over a period of time, more and more people will aggregate 
online, if you will, first, and then the community organizer's task would be to contact them, connect them, and then hold their first face-to-face conscious community core group, which can lead to a weaver process. And it's very simple. All these things, all these tools, all the steps from how to form a core group to doing the weaver process, they're all available on the website to download. And what we're going to do, make it more practical for people, is we'll hold uh, quarterly trainings in, in Reno for people who, where it's convenient to come here, and then we'll start holding teleconferences and webinars to be able to help uh, train people, and all these are for free. I mean, there's, this is not a money-making venture. There's no, like, multi-level marketing thing. You know, it's a matter of just, you know, obviously covering costs for doing the training and providing materials, but this is just really a gift so we're just coming to the end of the show, unfortunately, Richard. So I just want to reinforce that this is all free. All the training materials, the tools on the website, all of this is available to anybody that wants to, to get involved. It's, it's a wonderful gift that you're offering people of the how to do this. So I really appreciate it, and I appreciate your time today. And thank you so much for joining me. I really appreciate the opportunity to share about Start Where You Live, Weaving Conscious Community. Thanks so much, Richard. It's been an absolute pleasure. You're welcome. So next week, my guest is Aros Christos, who will be talking about the dolphin energies of Hawaii and how we need to reconnect with our galactic energies and our human bodies in this uh, very significant and important time. I uh, hope that you will follow my monthly newsletter at uh, petertongue.com on Twitter. uh, Join the Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation Facebook group please go to the myheartcenterjourney.com for my upcoming teleseminar series. This is Peter Tung for Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation, wishing you a wonderful week. found this week's show to be enlightening and inspiring. Please join host Peter Tong for another edition of Awakening to Conscious Creation next Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, Noon Pacific Time on 7th Wave Network. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Seventh Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit SeventhWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.